As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Hey, welcome everyone. I am so excited to have you here today. And wow, are we going to be talking about some important stuff. And I'm so excited to share this with you. And, and by the time we finish today, you're going to have a great overview of just what's happening in dental practices across the world. You're going to have a, a different way of thinking about patient care. But more importantly, you're going to feel empowered to take even better care of your patients. So we're going to be talking about how you can analyze everything. You can automate your day, find some uh, hidden revenue, and fill your schedule. And I couldn't think of anyone better to, to really help think through this than Curtis Marshall. And Curtis is a founding member, member of Dental Intel, which provides intelligence to dentists just like you. He's got three beautiful girls, wonderful family. And over the past, oh, I don't know, how, how long you've been doing Dental Intel now? Yeah, just over eight years. And over the past eight years and, and even past and in his past life, he's helped thousands of dental practices really analyze their numbers and, and make sense of the data. And he's got a passion for helping you increase patient care. Curtis, welcome to the show. Tim, thank you so much for having me. I wish I was in the warm California weather today. Uh, we're in oh, Utah. It's a little cold today. Oh, I bet. You got some snow out that way or what's it oh, like yeah. right now? No, it's snow. We were out skiing over the weekend. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a little chilly, but uh, thank you so much, Tim, for having me on. Oh, man, I, I, I'm super excited to, to have this conversation because, you know, data drives us making good choices, right? The more data we have, we can make better choices on things. But before we get into that, and we certainly are, give us a little bit of a, your background and, and how you got started. Yeah, well, I, I love dentistry. De in fact, um, have the there's an old, old blog that I started back in blog days uh, of ilovedentistry.org. Um, I've always loved it ever since, well, when, ever since I got married. I married into dentistry. And we talk about it so much with many of my family members, Tim, that we actually have a safe word. If other family members don't like us talking too much dental, they say Oklahoma. And that means because we don't live in Oklahoma, right? So that's like, you never say it. If they say Oklahoma, we have to stop talking dental. Uh, so that's, um, that's uh, something that's myself, eat, breathe, and sleep, and think about it all the time. I absolutely love this industry we live, that we work in. So, so when you say you married into dental, who, who in the family was the dentist? Yeah, it was my father-in-law. Uh, he actually had a two-op operatory, a uh, two-op a location, right? With a location with two operatories producing just over a million dollars. So he was super successful in that uh, location. Well, he had two sons that were 
graduating dental school and he wanted to create a, a bigger practice, but he uh, didn't know, just needed more help. So he recruited me. I told him no like 10 times. And then finally he convinced me and uh, I helped him uh, get more patients coming into the office. In addition, I uh, got those patients, helped those patients to accept more dentistry. Tim, we at one point in time, we're getting over 400 new patients a month and we are producing 7 million a year at one location. Uh, we, we had a lot of great success. Uh, and this, his offices are still there. They got a lot of great success today. Wow. That's absolutely amazing. And, and like you, I'm married into dentistry also. So I get to sleep with I a dentist know every that. night. Yeah. So, so married to a beautiful dentist and, uh, you know, going back to your father-in-law in his practice, right? That's incredible growth that you were able to achieve. How does one even start on that path of, of doing that? Oh my goodness. I can't tell you how many spreadsheets and numbers that we had to go through uh, to come up with those. But ultimately it was always what finding out what we're doing, finding out the result and then changing the future. So for example, mailers was a huge one that we do, right? And with mailers, we'd find out which ones were working best and which ones weren't, and then made other mailers that were similar to ones that were doing well and got rid of the ones that weren't working and just kept re, uh, improving that cycle uh, from all the way from phone calls to patients showing up to patients accepting treatment. And then even one step further, of patients uh, referring friends and family. Hmm. So we did all of that and it was taxing. Uh, it, was, it was very difficult, but the fruit was awesome, uh, right? I mean, you live in farm country. Uh, it, it's difficult sometimes to get stuff going, but once you get it going, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so, so it really sounds like it was, it was a big manual process, right, of tracking things in spreadsheets and, and, and tracking procedures and, and just looking at that data, but you were having to, to pull it all together yourself. 100%, 100%. In fact, uh, one, with doing that, I would often take the information, the information I could get, and put it into the spreadsheet and, and try to get, come up with that. But here's the problem, Tim is that it's so difficult to get that information from the practice management software about your patients, right? That oftentimes, in fact, I remember one time it was in May, in the month of May, my father-in-law, uh, the dentist, came up to me and goes, Curtis, we had our best month last month. What did you do? I'm like, oh man, let me look at my spreadsheets. Uh, we didn't do much different. I mean, I really remember thinking, Tim, that I don't, but I need to give him an answer. Oh, I know what happened, doctor. Here's what happened. I hate the smell of burning teeth, and I really do. Like, I still, to this day, whenever I get a cleaning, I get nitrous because I do not, I get nervous in the dental office. I hate the smell, uh, even though I used to work in one. Uh, but I told him, I hate the smell. So what I did was I bought an Otis Bunkmeyer um, oven and got cookies and we started baking cookies this month. And it must be because we got rid of the smell that patients accepted more treatment. That's the reason we had such a great month. I said that with a straight face because I, Tim, I really believe that that happened. 
Okay. Because we did well. And what did I do different? That's all I could find out. Right. So guess what we did the very next month? I hope you bake more cookies. We 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. <laughs> cookies, right? Unfortunately, we had one of our worst months ever. Hmm. That next month. It wasn't the cookies. I didn't, uh, I didn't have the information to tell me what's truly happening so I could actually fix it. And that's, uh, that, that for myself is something that really stuck out to me. Even though I had all that, those spreadsheets and all that information, I was still missing quite a bit of information to make crucial decisions on what was happening in my practice. Hmm. So, right, you mentioned kind of missing some of that, that information, right? If, if you're running a dental practice, you, you've got your practice management software in there, right? You can get your schedule, right? You can see treatment plans, things like that. What kind of information are you talking about, you know, really wanting access to? And, and, and then we'll start getting into actually what Dental Intel does, because it, it's, it's amazing, by the way. Well, it, there's some cool things that are happening in the future, too, with it. But, um, well, here's the biggest thing. In any software, if you're asking for a report, right, the report is going to tell you, it's going to look in the back end of what's called like ones and zeros. It's going to look at that information and some coder, some person is going to make a report that says, all right, if someone asks for this report, go grab these numbers and bring it to the forefront, right? That's, that's what a report does. Well, I remember, I actually, I, I still do it every once in a while. I could pull a new patient report for last month, three different ways in software, practice management softwares, and I could get three different answers, right? So which one, and on top of that, most of the time that I'm getting those answers, it's either in a PDF form or it's a number form. It's meaning I got 10 new patients, let's say. It's not telling me who those 10 patients are. It's giving me a number because that's what the report is doing, right? The report is telling me, Hey, this is what I asked for. This is what I'm giving you. It's the software that's created for your patients was not, and here's the key thing, Tim. It was not geared to help the dental office. The reason why it was created was to remove all the, all the charts that were behind the front desk and to make them digital. That, that was the goal behind it. So it has, now you have it digitized. Great. It wasn't created though to help you, the dental pay, pay, uh, team members, whether you're the doctor, the front desk or whoever, because everybody's so important in the dental office. It's not to help you to take better care of your patients. Hmm. It wasn't created for it. It was created to digitize and make it simple so that if I wanted to find Tim, instead of, Finding Tim, pulling out the information, opening it up, I could go, Tim, boom, here he is. It's all digitized. So now once we understand that that's the purpose for it, the trying to make it do something else is going to be very difficult. And that's what I was doing. It was very difficult to try to figure out, hey, I want it to help me to do better. So I'll pull out as much as I can, put it on the spreadsheets, make a pivot tables and make a say, if this, then that, and try to populate some magic number for me to improve on. And so that's, 
once understood, once I understood that, it was really disheartening in some ways, but also enlightening of saying, all right, now we need to do something different. And that's, that's ultimately why I left the practicing in the dental field or in the dental office. Yeah. And so then, right, it sounds like that really served as the, the genesis then for, for, you know, creating and being the co-founder of Dental Intel was to actually give actionable data that, that you can use to, to increase patient care. hundred percent. Because I, I think about for myself, right? Before I was in dental, I just thought, oh, I'm getting a cleaning, but man, I'm just paying for the doctor's Ferrari, Right. So I'm only going to go once a year because I don't need to go twice a year. Or if he says, hey, you need a crown. Uh, do I? Or can, it doesn't hurt. I, I don't need it because I, I didn't understand what's happening. If I were to accept the treatment, though, that doctor's telling me, then I do understand and my mouth is healthier and I'm doing better as a patient. Right? So if software or myself as Curtis can help a dental office to collect more dollars, then I know that that is a result of taking better care of patients. Regardless, getting more dollars is a key significant way of looking at, are you taking care of more patients in your community? And I'll tell you what, Tim, I mean, your wife's a dentist, right? Yeah. I remember, and actually still do, and it's been, shoot, it's been over, it's been close to 10 years since I worked in a dental office. I go to Walmart and I see a patient that I, that I worked with in the dental office and they give, we give hugs to each other. Like you've become so close to your patient. Why are they not all accepting all of your treatment? That's a whole, that we could go deeper into that, but that, the softwares that we have right now are just telling us what's happened in the past. It's not helping us to know what to do in the future hmm. or today. It's not helping us to know what to do today. Interesting. Well, and, and, and right, you know, you've certainly have built something that, that's absolutely amazing, right? I think there's over 8,000, you know, dental practices you're currently working with. You're, you're one of the fastest growing companies out there. Why do you think that is? What's going on? really to the point of what I was saying, uh, kind of leading towards before, is that most softwares are telling you what happened in the past. Or they're saying a me too product. Hey, I can do that too. Our philosophy here at Dental Intel is to say what's actually happening and how can we resolve it so that the people in the office can take better care of the patients who they are eye to eye with. What can software do to alleviate everything else for the dental practice so that every team member in the dental practice can take care of the patients that are in the office because that's what's most important are the patients who are in the office. Hmm. And so that's why I believe that we're, much, we're growing so fast and that so many dental offices love working with us is that concept alone. Well, let's, let's kind of run through that, right? What can the software do? Uh, as far as dental intel? Yeah, in terms of dental intel, right? how does it really you know, free up that time so that the, the staff, the hygienist, the doctor can, can stay focused on the patient? Okay, Tim, have you ever, have you ever been, uh, helped your wife before in the dental office? Yeah, on a, on a limited basis. I've you know, gone in there, you know, maybe help her get her QuickBooks set up a little bit or you know, 
bring in a you know person to help her with you know hiring and firing but you know very very limited but it's there's a lot of stuff that has to be done oh ton and i'm so glad that she has you to be able to help with that portion of it uh but you haven't helped patients is that accurate yeah no i i i am not a patient facing person <laughs> okay so well one thing to realize is that in the software right if i am a team member and a patient calls me up there are quite a few things that we need to know in the dental office. Do they have their next appointment? Do they have any unscheduled treatment? Do they owe us money? Do they have family members that are not scheduled, right? They have quite a few things that are going on. But if I'm helping another patient that's in front or my waiting room's full, right? And the phone rings and somebody calls up to break an appointment, I don't have time, and even if I do have time, it takes forever in a software, practice management software, to find all those things that I just mentioned. Yeah. Do they have future appointments? Do they have, so what am I doing? When I pick up that phone call, they're wanting to cancel. I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. Okay, are you sure you don't want to come in today? And instead of finding out all that other information, I really just say, oh, you know what? I'm just going to break your appointment. Okay, see you later. And that's unfortunately not helpful for the patient. But for myself, who's answering the phone call, there's so many th other things going on that it's very difficult. So what our software is doing different than, than what I've seen from others is the fact that we're telling the patients when, a, uh, when they're ever they're looking at patient information. We're telling the office, excuse me, not the patient. We're telling the office, hey, here's what you need to be looking at to take better care of Curtis. Hmm. When Curtis is on the phone with you, or if you're right in front of him, these are the highlighted things. So you don't have to go digging everywhere of exactly what's going on. That's one. So, so it really is bringing that intelligence, right? All the all the data that that's that's hidden in seven different screens and seven, you know, or you know, however many places, really? bringing it into one place so that you can make quicker, better decisions and actually serve the patient in real time instead of saying, "Hey, hold on, and let me check these, you know, all these different screens and figure out what's important." You got it in one place. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Uh, can I should just have you start talking for me on dental intel. That's exactly it. That's one portion of it. Okay. Because that's helping us take, take better care of the patients that we're talking to, that we're right in front of with, right? The, the other big portion, Tim, uh, and we could go deeper into that, but the other big, other big portion of that are the patients who are not in the office. In your wife talking with you about the dental practice, has she ever mentioned to you about uh, team members who are making phone calls to hygiene patients trying to get them to come back in? So, so, so my wife's practice is a very weird practice. She's doing dentures and partials and she uh, oh. works with babies doing phrenectomies and, and tongue ties. So she's not doing much hygiene. So, so her, her practice is a little okay. bit different than, than most general dentists out there. Okay. But there's definitely scenarios where she's wanting to get people back in for. Oh, yeah. It, doing, doing the recall or, and getting people in for denture checks and right. Just getting staff members to, to do that and block out time because they're so busy doing everything else that they, they can't get to the recall to get the patients in the office. Bingo. 
but I do have a little bit of time every once in a while. So what am I gonna do in the dental practice? I'm gonna print out a list of all the patients I need to call. There's like 600 patients oftentimes on that list, right? Yep. There's no way I'm gonna call those people. But here's kind of a trick question, Tim. When I print out that list, that paid list of 600 patients that need to be come back in or that I need to do something with, when is that data and information old? Oh, I, I, when is it old? Yeah. As soon as you print that list. The minute you print that list, because as soon as the, one of the patients calls and talks to another patient, or as soon as I call one of the patients and I schedule them, that data and information is old and irrelevant. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, it's a yeah. static piece of paper. Correct. Right? So once I print, but on top of that, I start, I bring out my marker, I start highlighting and marking it up, right? I get through halfway of the first page and I'm busy doing other things. It sits there until I'm available again, which is typically the next day or even the next week, right? So the, all those patients, it's very difficult to get them to come back into the office. And that's why, because we are so, it's, the system that we have is, is not geared to get these patients back in the office. The system is geared or the software is geared to making the patient's information digital, period, mm. right? So what we've been able to do is gather all that information and in live real time, tell the office for the patients who are not in the office today, you can either have the software go get those patients for you and get them scheduled without you doing anything, without you talking to anyone. You can get the software to collect those dollars for you without you talking or doing anything. You're just pushing a button. You can get those patients to say yes to treatment with the same purpose, or we'll give you the list so that you can make the phone calls and you can follow up with them, whichever one you want to do. Hmm. I had How powerful a is that? Right. Once again, putting patient care front and center, because if your patients aren't coming in, you're not taking care of them. And, and what if you could have, I mean, we live in 2022, right, Tim? We should have flying cars by now. We should have hoverboards. We should have, I, my Nikes, my Nikes should be able to uh, zip up all on their own. They, we don't have those things, unfortunately but we do have software to help our patients to get back into the office, to accept treatment and to pay their bills without the team members doing anything. We do have that availability, which is super cool. Um, and that's, that's what we're, that's, we're adding more things coming up in the future, but those, that's something that we're really excited about. Well, right. And how exciting for team members, too, because, you know, oftentimes making those calls and sitting down, right, they, they dread doing that. And if you can get software to do the things that, that we as humans dread doing, what a great way to empower your team and bring new energy to the office. Especially if that software is created to do that, not yeah. to tell you what happened in the past, because we are not we're I'm not I don't have a time machine. I can't go change Here's another trick question for you, Tim. If I produced $100,000 last month, what can I do today to produce more dollars last month? Nothing. 
Nothing. Typically, books are closed. Correct. There's nothing I can do. Yet, we're always looking in the past and saying, hey, what, 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 what should we do? No, look at today. Look at the information that you have today and say, how can I do better today than I did yesterday? Hmm. I've got 10 patients coming in. Out of those 10 patients, I've got five of them that have unscheduled treatment. This is a portion that we give the offices of well in their morning huddle. Out of your 10 patients who are coming in today, how many patients have unscheduled treatment? How many of those patients coming in today have unscheduled family members? How many of those patients who are coming today owe you dollars? And how many of those patients who are coming in today are not scheduled for hygiene? Just tell me the things that I need to do to take better care of my patients so I don't have to go find it. Wow. Right. It's actionable insight for today, right? It's not actionable insight that you can't change and it's not actionable insight you got to do three weeks from now. It's what's right in front of you today. Today. You want to hear about the newest feature we just released? Oh, you bet. This is my favorite because there are so many times that the doctor would come up to me and goes, comes over my shoulder. Curtis, I have a hole in my schedule. <laughs> Man, that, that actually still freaks me out because that was so like I hated hearing that. The doctor coming over to my shoulder and saying, there's a hole in my schedule. Here's our newest feature that is just amazing. We show you this, your schedule on the software. If there's an opening, it says open, you click on it. And based off of all the information that we have of the patients, what days of the week patients like to come on, if patients pay their bills, if they have insurance or you know the insurance available, if they have treatment that needs to be done, give me the best patient that's going to fill that hole in that schedule that day for that provider. And it will give you a list based off of intelligence of who would, who the saw, who, software thinks is going to be the best. That oh is, it's, it's mind blowing, but we have it. We're once again, we're in 2022. It feels like that's how the world should work. I it, Bingo. <laughs> that's when you know you have a good system. If it's just that, like, Oh no, that's, that's wasn't done in the past. Yeah. Right, it, 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 right, because you, you may be able to fill that hole in your schedule, but you may get patients that don't like to pay their bills. They're the wrong ones. <laughs> yep. You want the right patients who are going that you can actually take care of. Or you might be able to fill the whole schedule with patients who have insurance and are only going to do a cleaning but not going to accept treatment. Well, I want to take better care of my patients. And I want to do it today, right now. Boom. Here are the best patients. Hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty slick. And it's had a lot of, we've had a lot of great success with that. Absolutely amazing. So you're listening to Dental Wealth Nation. I'm Tim McNeely. We're talking with Curtis Marshall, who's a founding member of Dental Intel. And we're talking about how, how you can use data uh, to really make better choices and serve your patients even better. But, you know, there's other things that, that you can do with this too. I, I know a lot of times the, the doctors I work with, they're always really curious, you know, how does my practice compare to, to everyone else's, right? How am I doing compared to, you know, people down the street or next door, right? So so can this help kind of differentiate and let you know where you stand in your practice? Oh, Tim, you know what's funny is I get that question 
way too often, right? Where do I stand? How, how good am I compared to every other dentist? We do have that data and information. And if you're interested and want that, uh, we call those benchmarks. If you want those, give me, reach out to me. I'll give them to you at no charge. I'll give you the top 10%, the bottom 10%, the average. But I'm going to tell you, Tim, I don't like it. And here's why. Because those benchmarks are telling us, where do I stand compared to every other dentist? Only does one of two things. Either makes me feel like I'm the man or the woman, whatever, whatever it is, makes me feel like I am, oh, or it's, oh, I am the worst. I am not good. Ugh, poor me. That, and that's, that's why I don't like benchmarks is because you're now trying to compare yourself to someone else. Instead, what I would like to say, if anyone is wanting to know where they stand from other, someone else, first find out where you truly are, not how much you produce and how much you collected, but how, where are you at on taking care of your patients? And what can you do today to do that a little bit better? If you do that, that is much more powerful than any other type of, of a benchmark that you could ever get. But if you want the benchmarks, I'll give them to you. But yeah, no, I, and actually, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's so powerful. There really is only one benchmark that matters, and that's the one you've set for yourself, right? Are, are you building the practice of your life and your dreams? Because that's the one that matters, not 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 the practice next door. It's your practice. What do you want? What's your vision? And then how can you really work on achieving that? Yep. In fact, in fact, uh, so I just booked a because I told you it's so cold here, right? I booked a flight to go to Hawaii. The very first thing an airline asks you, do you remember? What's the very first thing if you're booking a flight? What are they asking you? Very first thing. Aisle or window. Oh, that's that's later on. Name. The very first thing, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Leaving from? Where yeah. are you leaving ah, from? Ah, yes. That's the first. Yep. Then where you're going. If I tell the airline, if I tell Delta, I want to go to Hawaii, give me the best price. Well, it might be leaving from Mexico, right? Who, I don't care what it costs from Mexico to, to Hawaii because I'm not going to drive all the way there. I want to know from you, that's the first thing you always need to know. Where are you starting from? And if you don't know and have that information, it's going to be very difficult to get a good game plan to get you to Hawaii. Because if I buy that plane ticket that comes from Mexico to Hawaii, I'm going to eventually get there, but I got to take a train and an automobile and a donkey to get to the airport to finally take me to Hawaii. Yeah. Wow. Well, well said. So, right. If a doctor wants to figure out where they are now, right. What's the process, right. How do they get in touch with you? Right. What does that look like? Of just kind of getting started and figuring out if this is right for their practice. Got what's called a growth report. So typically there's been three numbers that offices look at production collections, new patients. I mean, that's it. They look at that in the past and they say, okay, this is what's been going on. Another thing that you can pull out is a big old report that some, uh, some great companies out there, they produce big old reports. 
But the purpose behind those reports is to get you typically to do something else. I if anyone's interested, I can absolutely give you a status quo into what's called a growth report. It's just going to tell you where are you today. That's it. We're not even. It's not even going to say, hey, if you had our software, you could do, be doing more. It's just going to say, hey, this is what's happening, and then you can make the decision. You can say, hey, I'm starting. For example, I'm starting in Salt Lake. I'm going to give you that information. And you can say if you want to go to Hawaii or if you want to go to California or if you want to go wherever you want to go. Totally up to you. But uh, we have what's called a growth report that I'd be happy to give to any one of your listeners at no charge along yeah. with that benchmark. Hey, excellent. Right. And what a great place to, to literally start is just figuring out where are you? Because if you if you know a good assessment, you're going to be able to get to where you want to go much, much better. And so well, what a great offer. And I'd encourage any of you listening, right? Reach out, do that, get a growth report, right? It's a simple thing that you can take action on that will provide so much value. And, and so, you know, but kind of coming back to reports and data, right? You get a lot of data in, in these reports. You get a lot of things that you can look at. What do you do once you've got it all in front of you? Oh my goodness. That, I, that's gotta be the most golden question, right? What do I do with the information that I have? Well, typically we look at the information like uh, I told my father-in-law, what'd you do last month? What, what, how'd you do so well? You typically go off of feelings. Oh, ah, we baked cookies. Let's bake more cookies, right? That's typically what we do with data and information. But uh, really the next step on what to be looking at if you're really looking at information is one of two things and two things only, Tim. How can I get more patients to come in? How can I get those patients to accept more treatment? Hmm. That's it, right? So whatever you're looking at, if you're really wanting to take it to the next step, what of those pay, how can I get more butts in the chair or have that butt come in the chair more often? So more visits, or how can I get those butts to do more dentistry? And mm -hmm. based off of your office, every office is so different. Like your wife's practice, for example, right? is going to be much different than somebody who does Medicaid. Yeah. Way different than somebody who has multiple locations. And even more different than somebody who's a regular GP and even more different from the, uh, the neighboring dentist who is a GP. Like every office is so unique. And that's what another reason why I love our dental field. Hmm. Well, well, kind of to come back to that, right, getting more patients in the in the chair and then, you know, also getting patients to accept more treatment, right, accept the treatment. You know, what's the difference then between just using kind of data to do that or, you know, hiring that marketing firm down the street that says, oh, yeah, we can get your phone to ring. What's kind of the different approaches there? Ultimately goes back to whether you're looking at past data or information of what I can do today. Uh, and so if you don't have like for dental Intel, we'll give that to you. We'll make sure you get that. But if you don't, if you don't have that information, then my biggest, here's the simplest and easiest thing to do is to be aware of and understand what patients left yesterday without an appointment. 
That is it. Now, here's why, Tim, is because if I see that I have 10 patients that left yesterday without an appointment, then the first thing we should do is say, hey, we don't want to deal with 10 again tomorrow. So why did these patients, figuring out what happened just yesterday, not last month, not last week, yesterday, what do we need to do differently in our office to make it so that we don't have so many patients that leave without an appointment? That's the first thing you would look at there. The second thing is now that you have those 10 patients, write those patients' names down and create an action plan on what are you going to do today to get those patients to reschedule? Hmm. Are you going to go knock on their door? Are you going to go hound them at their dental, at their workplace? Uh, wh what is it? Uh, I don't think you should do either of those. But what I'm getting at is come up with a plan on what to do with first slow down or uh, minimize the number of patients who left yesterday without an appointment. And then second thing is with those patients who left yesterday, what am I going to do today? You don't need any software to do that. Hmm. If you do that, I guarantee your patients are going to be happier and they're going to be healthier because they're going to come into the dental office more often. Yeah. Wow. Right. What a powerful, simple thing to do is simply, you know, figuring out how do you get more patients in your chair, right? How do you get them to not walk out without having scheduled those appointments, right? What a great, great thing. And now with some software to be able to do it at scale too, right? That becomes even more powerful. Tracking in at scale so that you don't have to spend the time to go find out that information. Yeah. Let software tell you what's going on. And then you make that decision, right? Yep. Or you make the decision beforehand and say, hey, when a patient leaves without an appointment, I want a software to automatically send a text three days later to that patient with a scheduling link that automatically the patient can schedule at midnight while laying in bed, can schedule their next appointment, and it automatically puts it on my schedule without me doing anything. I would like a software to do that. Yeah, that's what we're that's what dental intel is able to do. You Absolutely. tell us, right? You tell yeah. us what you want so that you don't have to do it. Yep. Wow. No, that, that that's fantastic. And, and I'm guessing with, you know, having worked with so many dental practices, you, you've got some data on actually the results that, that practices see when they do implement dental intel. Just a little bit. And so yeah. much so, Tim, that we started marketing or telling people on our website, the at, and we took the average, the average growth of how many dollars each office gets when they jump on a dental intel. We had to take it off because so many people just didn't believe it. It was over $43,000 on average was the growth from when they started one year after uh, that they started on average. We're seeing $43,000 more collected. We took it off though because it was, it's unbelievable. But at the same token, if you think about it, if you couldn't have that information, you're using a system that's digitizing patient base and making it digital. And now you're having a software that's saying, do this today. It, it's not difficult. It's really simple to do a lot more dentistry and to get a lot more butts in the chair. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I, I would love to wake up every day and just log into my computer and have it say, Tim, 
here's what you should focus on today, right? And right, it would make life so much easier. And I would enjoy life a little bit more because I just get to do the things that I love to do. Me too. I don't even have it for my company, uh, yeah. but I have it for dental offices. Absolutely amazing. Well, well, Curtis, you know, I, I certainly know, you know, way more in terms of what's happening in dentistry, you know, just the, in practices and certainly have a different way of thinking about patient care, right? I, I love that idea of just being able to measure patient care in terms of dollars collected because there's a direct correlation there and certainly feel empowered to take even better care of, of patients. And, and I know our listeners do too. So I, I want to dive in a little bit here to kind of the, the future of dentistry just in our last couple minutes that we have here, but, but what do you see in the future, right? Pull out your crystal ball. Mine's usually wrong. And, uh, but you know, what do you see happening? All right. I'm actually going to pull out my crystal ball. Excellent. Love it. Okay. This is, this is the future. Okay. So me, myself, ah, oh, man, uh, born in the seventies, grew up in the eighties, right? We had the phone on the wall with the cord where, you know, having the party line back in the day when you could get multiple people from different locations on the same phone call, boom. I mean, that was awesome. Then we got the cell phone. And cell phone, all of a sudden, people want to start texting and communicating back and forth via text, communicating with each other. We are now moving into a phase, Tim, where people don't even want to text anymore. I got some neighborhood kids that uh, uh, I'm trying to communicate with, to actually take them up snowboarding. I'm trying to take them snowboarding. And I'm communicating with them, bringing you text, and they're not replying back because they don't like to text. They don't even like to phone call. They want to be able to make their own decisions at their own time on their own schedule, hmm. right? That is the future. This guy right here, our phones. Okay. So with that, dental offices, we used to phone call patients. Then we were texting them for reminders, right? And they'd have to reply, uh, reply back to us and uh, call us back up to schedule, right? Well, now what we're moving towards, and you're going to see, well, it's already started with Dental Intel, and you're going to see other companies do it, which is awesome because uh, uh, a rising tide rises all boats, which we absolutely believe in. But you're going to see a lot more options that the patients get to choose their hmm. appointment, their time, their treatment. Uh, one of the newest softwares out there that I love that we don't even do is a second opinion uh, from from uh, software. Software, you take uh, pictures of people's teeth and based off of uh, things that have happened in the path on other people's teeth, it gives a, a, a soft, the software diagnosis treatment. Yeah. And then the dentist gives you his uh, diagnostic and then you have an automatic second opinion. Because now the patients are going to choose. They're go they are the ones who are going to make the decisions. They are the future is not us telling them what to do. It's them deciding on their own, and they're going to do it. Hmm. That's so. So it really, is just kind of becoming even more consumer centric and, and putting the the patient right at the center and letting them be the in the driver's seat. Bingo, yep. bingo, bongo, and that's yeah. 
We're already doing that in dental and tail with many things, but we're going to do a lot more uh, in this coming year. Yeah, I, 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 right. And once again, I, I think that that's spot on because, you know, I, I remember going through some marketing years ago and, and kind of having this fundamental shift of realizing I don't want to be the hero. The dentist shouldn't be the hero, right? It's our patients who are the hero. We just get to participate and be their guide in the journey, but they need to be the center of the story. They want to be the center of the universe. And the more we can put them at the center and we just serve them and help them on their journey, the better we're going to do. Yeah, right. Empowering Mike journey, dropped, man. Tim. Mike yeah. drop. That was awesome. Well said. Well, hey, Curtis, absolutely fantastic. So any closing thoughts before we uh, sign off here? You know, life is lovely. Uh, and if we haven't learned anything over the last couple of crazy months, um, right, or a couple of years now, I guess, do what you love, whatever that is. If it's doing more implants, find a way to truly do more implants. If it's doing more phrenectomies, if your wife wants to do more, do what you love. Don't make others force you to do something. Uh, and with information and true information of your practice, you can find out how to do that. But that's, that's what I would say is do, do what you love. You're going to be a lot happier. Patients are going to be happier. Hey, That's about ooh. it. Words of wisdom, well-spoken. And I would encourage you, right, if you listen to this, don't just listen. Take action, right? If you just listen to everything Curtis talked about and you don't take action, you've literally wasted the last 45 minutes of your life. But if you if you reach out, if you if you do those benchmark reports, if you, if you spend some time studying this or just figuring out what you can do today to keep more patients in your chair, this may have just been the best 45 minutes that you spent. And uh, we want you to take action. We want you to build that amazing life of significance. And if you do that, you're going to get out there and make it a great day. Until next time, we'll see you again soon here on Dental Wealth Nation. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, you're welcome, Curtis. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at dentalwealthnation.com. 